What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later... I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Merry Christmas, everyone. It is Christmas Day. We are on for some reason because we've got day games for NFL and the NBA. So we're, we're going to cover the NFL and the NBA today. Don't ask me why. I'm an, I am I need help, probably. But let's talk about what we've got going on, because we've, we've got, <laughs> I mean, some brutal NFL games. I mean, this is brutal, but uh, let, let's talk about these NFL games, and then I'll, I'll start talking about the NBA. Uh, this is probably the best game of the day. Uh, Green Bay at Miami. Miami favored. Uh, here's the issue I have with this game. The Dolphins could blow out the Packers if the Dolphins were clicking at the same rate they were a couple of weeks ago. The problem is the Dolphins have started to hit a nosedive, and I don't know exactly what's wrong, but it's it's a little concerning that, you know, Jalen Waddle seems to be a little bit nicked up, but I love him in this matchup against the Packers secondary. You always uh, can play Tyree Kill against any secondary. The question is, how are the Packers going to move the ball? Because you would think that the Packers should be able to move the ball against this Miami defense, but because Aaron Rodgers is never in sync with any of his receivers like on a week-to-week basis, it's a different guy every week. So I'm not sure if it's a Dobbs week. Dobbs had a good week last week. I don't know if he's going to be good this week. Christian Watson had a bad week last week. Maybe he might be good this week. Or it could just be a Lazard game. No one really knows. You're literally playing Russian roulette with the uh, 
with uh, the Packers wide receiver core, or it could be a Co- Randall Cobb game. And if it's a Randall Cobb game, I'm going to lose. But I have issues with this entire Packers team. It's a roulette wheel every single week. You don't know if it's an Aaron Jones week. You don't know if A.J. Dillon's going to vulture some scores. It, it had been Aaron Jones for a solid month. And then last week, A.J. Dillon dominated all the touches. And again, Aaron Jones might, like, you know, Aaron Jones might just hog all the carries this week. But if Aaron Jones somehow only played, like, half the snaps or less, could you be shocked that A.J. Dillon's getting all these snaps? I don't know. Maybe maybe Matt, uh, the head coach Matt LaFleur's got A.J. Dillon on his team. Wh- whatever the reason is, I'm just setting a rule. I'm playing Dolphins players, but I'm limiting the run back to one Packer player. I'm not stacking up the Packers. You cannot stack the Packers. I think it's the worst idea imaginable to stack the Packers. Because someone's going to get starved today. And I don't know who. But someone's going to bust hard. And so maybe the play is to not play the Packers. But I think one of them is going to do well enough to be in the winner. So um, I'm basically kind of setting the rule where it's just like it's one Packer in my lineups. And I just rotate out which one it's going to be and and just start from there. Because it's really hard to manage it. And I'm not playing Aaron Rodgers. Let's just be clear. I'm not playing there. Aaron has not gotten there all year. It's like we are in week 16, folks. It's like there there ain't that many more games in the regular season left. Like if he hasn't gotten there before, we, we can't we can't bank on it now. So I, I'm just no, I'm not doing that to myself. The Packers still have a chance to make the playoffs. They have a chance to catch uh, the Giants if the Giants lose out, which is not a. I mean, the Colts are tanking, so the Giants should be able to win at least one game, but. Uh, they could catch Washington. Like there are ways for the Packers to make the playoffs. Miami needs to win out, um, basically. But it's weird. It's weird watching um, Miami lately because they should be able to, to torch this Packers secondary, but it's not a guarantee. I'm gonna have some Miami stack lineups, but I'm also gonna be playing Tom Brady in Tampa, which. Man, that feels like the dumbest idea ever. But when we talk about this middle game, you're going to find out why I hate hate this slate. Um, Yeah, so uh, Dolphins are favored by three and a half. I think the Packers can do a backdoor cover to cut this to a three-point game and the the, uh, Dolphins, uh, you know, win by a field goal. So... I, but I don't even want to pl- like touch this line from a betting perspective. It's just not a great line. And from a DFS perspective, um, this game's tough. Like this is a tough DFS life with the three games because of what I'm looking to do. Um, next game uh, for the afternoon, the Broncos are traveling to Los Angeles to play the Rams. We got two terrible offenses, a 36 total. <laughs> Excuse me. And, you know, Baker Mayfield is the better quarterback today because I I keep saying this week after week, the Broncos offense is irrevocably broken 
because it was non-functional to start because Nathaniel Hackett's offense makes no sense. It, it, it absolutely makes zero sense. Even if you look at what the, uh, the Broncos are trying to do, conceptually, it's a poorly conceived offense. There's no way the, uh, this Broncos offense was ever going to work with, with the pass routes that they're trying to run. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So even without Aaron Donald uh, playing today, I still think the Rams' offense kind of shuts down the Broncos. Now, the question is, is it Latavius Murray getting the bulk of the carries? We think so, but they're saying that they want to wait, work in Chase Edmonds and Marlon Mack. Uh, we know Chase Edmonds is not a uh, primary carrying running back. He's going to pass catch, so that means Marlon Mack should be getting some work. Who knows? But this offense is terrible. Um, do you, we want to play Jerry Judy with Cortland Sutton back in the lineup? Not really. It, it, Jerry Judy was a more defensible play when Cortland Sutton was out, but with Sutton back, you're going to be splitting carries on a team that can barely throw the ball as is. Do we really want to trust Jerry Judy in that spot? No. On the Rams side, if you look at it, you got a good Broncos defense, which should shut down Baker and company. They're the most expensive defense on the slate at 3600. Um, I think it's warranted because I, I think. You know, the way Baker likes to force the ball down the field, he could easily throw a pick six. Russ could throw a pick six. Like, the defenses in this game are both the best options on the slate. You know, in my my opinion, both QBs are prone to imploding with these offenses because Baker doesn't really know this Rams offense that well. But the Denver offense is completely broken. Like, this game, I'm going to treat it as an island game where I'm just playing the defenses because both tight ends are chalk. Greg Dolchich of the uh, Broncos and Tyler Higby of the Rams are the chalk tight ends, and they're going to be over 25% owned each. Like, why am I playing tight ends in a in a 30, like 37-point total at that massive of an ownership when... The only way they can get there is if they score a touchdown. They have to score a touchdown to get there at their price tags. They're, they're not cheap at tight end. Even though salary doesn't really matter, it, it, like realistically, you could find ways of getting there. The ownership is so high that I'm saying, you know, the only way to make this game make sense is to overstack the game. And I hate both of these offenses, so why would I overstack it? Like, it, it, like to me, like this, you have to treat it as an island game and overstack the Tampa-Arizona game. Even if you don't like the game, this game makes less sense to overstack than the night game. So, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Like, th- this game's terrible. I mean, I know people are going to try to stack Denver with Russell Wilson, but this offense is broken. It's like, to me, it ain't worth it. There is no need to go there. But I think it's better just to... Play the defenses, fade everyone else, and move on to the nightcap because we got the Buccaneers uh, hosting the car. Uh, the Buccaneers traveling to Arizona to play the Cardinals. Uh, the Bucks are six and a half point favorites. Um, you got Trace McSorley under center for Arizona, um, so you know this passing game ain't going to be any good. If you saw Trace McSorley at Penn State, he is not an NFL QB, but 
we don't have much of a choice because Colt McCoy's hurt. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, no Kyler. So, um, you know, McCoy's still going to be in concussion protocol. It, it is what it is. Like, uh, Kingsbury's probably getting fired this year or he's, or he's going to jump for a college job, either or. Um, Arizona's kind of a dead team. Brady and the Bucks need to win. Like, realistically, this should be a Brady shreds this defense spot where you don't know who's going to be the guy. Um, Julio Jones might be back, so that hurts Russell Gage. But I expect Brady to have opportunities to throw touchdown passes to Julio Jones. Even Gage is available. Um, Kate Otten is an option. And, of course, you got Godwin and Evans. And, of course, you could throw underneath to Leonard Fournette or Rashad White. Like, to me, overstacking the Buccaneer side of it, knowing that Brady is just going to dump it off to all these receivers, the Bucs aren't running effectively. They might get Trish and Wurfs back. Um, could they run more effectively with Wurfs? Absolutely. But it's still not a gimme that the Bucks are going to be able to run the ball. But I do like the idea of stacking both running backs because we're fading the middle game. We can play Fournette and Rashad White together, and with Brady, he, you you get like you get the the coverage of the touchdowns he's gonna throw in this game. To me, that's the way to play this slate. I'm gonna be on Brady and the Bucks fade mo- the middle game outside of the defense, and then you know pick your pieces of Miami uh, to go along with the Bucks, and then play a, a Packers player, and you know. Go from there. Like, I, I don't see the need to, like, get cute uh, because I don't trust the Rams or uh, the Broncos. And we've seen the Packers fail so often that stacking that game doesn't seem like it's going to make a whole ton of sense either. So, to me, this is a pretty much straightforward spot. I'm just uh, going to be on the uh, Brady and the Bucks side of things. Um while we're at it, I'm going to do a quick summary. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll record for Monday Night Football at this point. Um, it, it, it's it's two of the teams I can't stand. It's the Chargers and the Colts. Uh, Chargers are only favored by three and a half, which is a warning sign that the Chargers are going to do something stupid. Because even Vegas is expecting that the Chargers are going to do something stupid. Uh, there's The Colts are tanking. The Colts are playing um, Nick Foles, and I can't figure out why, because they were tanking well enough on their own with Matt Ryan that playing Nick Foles seems like they're trying to win, but we know they're trying to tank. So I don't understand, like, is Nick Foles just going to, like, throw it to the other team, like, directly and just, like, be blatant with the tanking? Like, I, I don't understand what, what, what we're doing here. Um, to me, the Chargers should roll this game. Um, the only question is, do I want to just play Justin Herbert, um, or Eckler or Keenan Allen, the captain, and just because I haven't looked at the pricing yet, um, to see how I want to do a five, one build with the chargers rolling, because why, why would the Colts play well? Like the, the, the thing is like, I know the chargers defense sucks against the run, so Zach Moss should have a good game, and they, the Colts should get at least a touchdown by running the football. But 
the quarterback position is still such a, an eyesore that Nick Foles starting does nothing but, like, as bad as Matt Ryan is, like, I, I, I and I keep saying Matt Ryan's washed, like, Nick Foles is probably a mummy at this point. Like, do, do, do people remember Nick Foles in Chicago? Like, like he, he was bad. Like, this is just wild. Like, I'm thinking that Nick Foles is just going to hand the ball off to the Colts running backs, which is actually, which is what makes the tanking even more dumb because handing the ball off to the Colts running backs is actually their best win condition. Having Nick Foles drop back and throw is a worse win condition, but they could have just had Matt Ryan drop back and throw and still get the same results without being accused of tanking for by playing Nick Foles in the first place. It's a very confusing situation with the Colts. I can't figure out what the hell they're doing. Because even if they're tanking, they're so blatant about it that I got to think that they're trying to win, but they're utterly incompetent. Because this is like this is the most egregious uh, attempt to tank I've seen in years. But um, it's a very confusing situation. Uh, I'll just be perfectly honest. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the NFL in general for the remaining games. Um, oh, and if you couldn't tell by what I'm saying, uh, you can bet the Chargers side. Just don't feel even remotely confident while doing so. Because th- this line, realistically, if Vegas could figure out what the Chargers are doing, um, this line would be at least six and a half in favor of the Chargers on the road. But because the Chargers are functionally incompetent, uh, they could find a way to still screw this up. So that's why this, this line is only three and a half. Because we know how incompetent the Chargers are. But um, yeah, that that that's that's the NFL in a nutshell for like the Sunday and Monday g- games. Uh, yeah, it's wild. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to give my quick thoughts on the NBA slate and uh, yeah, everything else in between. So uh, stick around. Don't. Go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, 
Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, so let's talk some hoops. We got a five-game NBA slate, starting off with the Sixers and Knicks. Uh, so Sixers coming to MSG. Sixers are favored. Uh, we got like a 215 total. Realistically, I expect the Sixers to roll. I, I think they win by at least five, probably more. And James Harden and Embiid just torched this Knicks team because they are flat out the best players on the court. It's not even close. I don't like anyone else on the Sixers. Like the it, it, it like the rest of the Sixers stink. Uh, Tobias Harris is just stealing money at this point. PJ Tucker is pretty much done as a relevant NBA player. It's all coming down to Embiid and Harden, and yet still, even though the Knicks are not terrible, they're loaded with solid players. They have not a single star amongst them, and so. Yeah, they can punish the Sixers' uh, backups, but once Embiid and Harden come back on the court, they're just going to roll the Knicks. So, to me, I think Embiid and Harden are probably, like, they may both put up over 30 points um, on the Knicks. Like, like, from a DFS standpoint, I think you need to start your lineup with probably either committing to Luka Doncic in the second game or you play Harden or Embiid. Like, those are, like, the first three plays from a lineup perspective, uh, a thought process for the NBA because I I just think that all three of those guys are going to have monster games. Now, on the Knicks side, I think you can fade every single member of the Knicks. I don't think you need to play a single member of the Knicks they spread out their minutes. Um, Brunson doesn't get the full run. And R.J. Barrett's been on a heater. But when R.J. Barrett gets popular, that's when I absolutely fade R.J. Barrett. I don't like playing at R.J. Barrett when he's popular because I don't think R.J. Barrett is that good. But, you know, I don't need to hear from Knicks fans uh, about R.J. Barrett because he should have been traded for Donovan Mitchell and we actually be a better team. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think the Sixers win. I think they easily cover. I, I'm, I'd be over the Sixers game um, without question. Um, but, yeah, from a DFS standpoint, I think you can fade the entire first game if need be. Just be aware that Harden and Embiid could be on the optimal for the slate, and it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Next up, we got... LeBron and the Lakers, and I, I fully expect LeBron to play. He's still listed as um, game time decision, but it's LeBron on Christmas. He's he's going to ball um, against Luka Doncic in the Mavs. Um, the question is, is LeBron going to like just crush the slate as usual uh, with all of his points, or is Luka going to outscore LeBron? Um I'm going to take a very controversial approach and fade LeBron. Not because I think LeBron's a bad play. It's just that LeBron's so popular that 
the build construction is going to duplicate so many other people because of LeBron's price tag at being 10-5. You're, it's still going to get hard to get, get different. Luka being at 12-5 and the most expensive play on DraftKings uh, makes it different where people are not going to get up to him. They're not going to want to play him. But I think between those two, those are the, the two plays I'd be looking at. I'm okay with fading everyone else in these other games. Um, oh, actually, I shouldn't say that. I, I actually do like Christian Wood because the Lakers are terrible covering uh, big guys, especially since Anthony Davis somehow sprained his ankle midair. I still don't understand how that's possible. But you can look at the video to see how he sprained his ankle in midair. But, um, yeah, uh, the Lakers, since the AD injury, cannot cover big guys. So Christian Wood is someone you can play today. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking at Doncic. I'm looking at, um, yeah, I'm just looking at Doncic and I'm hoping LeBron, well, I would expect LeBron to score 30 plus points and probably just live at the free throw line, um, begging for calls from the refs. Um, I'm hoping like LeBron doesn't put up like a 40 burger or, uh, uh, scores 50 points. Uh, I'm hoping LeBron just stays in the low thirties and you know, because his teammates are kind of crappy, he's not going to stat pad with the triple double that I would get out of Luka Doncic. So Luka will outscore LeBron, even though LeBron puts up 30 as well. I think Luka can get a triple double and it wouldn't be shocking in the slightest. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that's, uh, that's what I got out of this game. But in terms of the, the game itself, the Mavs are favored by seven. Um, yeah, I, I, I can go with that. But, like, the Mavs play everyone close. So this is not a fun sweat. Um, Mavs being favored by seven. I would rather tease it where I get the Mavs at, like, uh, like a four, like you know, do a four-point teaser where I can get the Mavs at, like, three points and then um, tease it with the Knicks game. So, like, basically you can bump up uh, – you can bump up uh, the the Sixers Knicks game and then uh, throw the Mavs into that teaser. I'd rather do it that way um, because there's always a chance that the Knicks like play well enough where um, they somehow eke out a one point victory over the Sixers. Um, but I I don't necessarily love uh, the Mavs. Uh, blowing out a team like eh, it's not a blowout because it's only seven but it's like it's still a high enough number where I don't necessarily like the Mavs as much as the Sixers to uh, uh, to win by seven I, I expect the Sixers to be able to win by seven the Mavs winning by seven that that might be a bit of a stretch uh, just the way they play so um, not not as in love with outright betting on the Mavs line um, but from a DFS perspective I'm going to try to fade LeBron and hope he, he doesn't bury me. Next up, the most entertaining game of the day and the game I'm going to be fading, um, the Bucks and the Celtics. Listen, you got two playoff teams here. I just think that the way th- this game lines up, um, and this game actually has uh, a higher total than the Knicks, and um, it's got a higher total than the Knicks game and the... Uh, I, I want to say, yeah, I had a higher total than the Knicks game and some of these other uh, games later on. 
But uh, this game's out of 226 total. I'm, I think this hits the this is on the under. Like I, I think defensively they were able to slow this game down enough where they don't let Giannis and the Bucks run. Like I, I don't see why Boston tries to run with the uh, uh, w- with the Bucks. Like I think that plays more into what the Bucks want to do. I think the Celtics should be trying to slow this game down, not run with uh, with uh, Giannis and the Bucks. So to me, I like the under. I mean, do I think the Celtics win? They've been playing pretty hot. Like, I do think the Celtics can win this game, but I think the way they win this game is by slowing it down, not speeding the game up. I don't like it nearly as much for the Celtics' end if they speed things up. I think that plays more into what the um, Bucks want to do. But Celtics are favored by 5.5. I don't like the line. I, I think... The Buck, uh, the Celtics win a, a closer game, but I like the under because I I think running it up and down favors the Bucks than the Celtics, and so why would the Celtics necessarily opt for that matchup? I I, I don't I'm not seeing it there. So um, maybe I got a, bit, a bad read on the game, but I, I think it's it's more of a case where uh, the Celtics uh, you know slow this game down to try to get a W. Um, but I'm going to fade this completely from DFS purposes because, I, as I told you, like I'm thinking this one's going to shoot under. I don't think um, I don't think there's uh, there's much value with the pricing on DraftKings because all the players on the Celtics and Bucks are priced up. I, I don't I don't see it. Um, you, you need like a monster game from Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown to get there, and of course Giannis could get there, but. I think LeBron's going to outscore Giannis um, today. So, um, to me, I, I I think you fade this game. So, um, if I'm fa- if I'm fading LeBron, I'm going to have to fade Giannis too. It's like if I think LeBron's going to outscore Gian- Giannis, is going to get um, almost as much ownership uh, as uh, like because uh, I could see people pivoting from LeBron to Giannis because of the price point. Um, I, I don't I don't necessarily see it. So. Uh, next up, the game I, I'm looking at, and I'm very confused by this uh, game because P- I think people should be talking about this game more. Memphis is favored by seven on the road at Golden State. The the over under is two thirty three, and from a DFS perspective, no one's talking about the uh, no one's talking about the Grizzlies. Like, wh- why are we not talking about the Grizzlies? Like, there we just saw the Warriors get blown out by the Knicks. They got blown out even worse by the Nets. And we know the Grizzlies want to kick kick the snot out of the Warriors for everything that happened with John Morant. Like, the Warriors could be motivated to actually play hard for this game, but it doesn't change the fact that they've been bad defensively. So why wouldn't I want to play John Morant and play most of the pieces of, uh, of uh, the Grizzlies where you got cheap bench pieces on the Grizzlies where you can play like a Brandon Clark. You can play like there, there, there are cheap, like Aldama, like there are cheap bench players on the Grizzlies that are going to play 20 plus minutes or more. If this game blows out and you know, Steven Adams is going to get like uh double digit rebounds. He may get double digit points because this warriors are not good on the interior defensively. Like to me, like this is one of those games where 
we can play the uh, job Morant and the uh, Grizzlies bench and fit in Luka and uh, Jokic. Like, you could get, like, the monster Jokic game and a monster Luka game. And you could play, like, the Grizzlies. Or you could just play Ja and your choice of uh, Luka Doncic or uh, Nikola Jokic. That's why I think you can play the Grizzlies bench because I think they can, like Vegas is telling you that the Warriors should get their ass kicked tonight. I, I, I like to me. I like this is an easy DFS lay. Like play, uh, play Morant and the Grizzlies bench because they're going to get out to a decent enough lead. Josh still going to put up monster points. He's going to put up over thirty points. Might uh, probably will get a triple double too on top of that. And so you don't necessarily need Luka. You could just play John Morant and Jokic um, and go from there. But, like, how are the Warriors staying in this game? Like, basically, the Warriors are going to have to chuck and Jordan Poole's going to have to show up and hit some shots. But they haven't been doing it for an entire week. It's been, it's, it's since Steph Curry got hurt, the Warriors have been getting pounded by multiple teams. So why am I actually going to pick the Warriors against the number two seed in the West when they've been getting pounded by the Eastern Conference teams that are clearly worse? To me, this is like, you know, you're giving me a play here that's going to be low-owned that I don't understand why it's being low-owned. I really don't understand. So maybe maybe, maybe I got a bad read on it, but I, I think Tyus Jones, Aldama, Clark, Zaire Williams... I think they're all in play, and they're not. They're not going to be owned. And you can play uh, the combination of those guys. You can play uh, Anthony Lamb for the Warriors because I think he's going to get minutes, and they're going to be blown out, so he's going to get more run. Ty Jerome should get minutes and score some points off the bench for the Warriors. Like you get all these cheap bench pieces that are going to be playing minutes that the starters aren't playing, and in DFS it's math. You're trying to match the salaries. So you got a bunch of th- uh, 3K players playing starter minutes, racking up fantasy points in a blowout game that Vegas is expecting a blowout. They're, like, they're they're put in the seven. So, you know, between the Mavs game and the uh, Grizzlies game, the Grizzlies game is going to have, at best, a third of the ownership of, of the Mavericks game. More likely, it's probably going to be a fifth of the ownership. Like to me, this is like straightforward. Like, let's load up on the uh, the the bench players for uh, the uh, for the Warriors and uh, and uh, the Grizzlies and, and call it a day. And you can and you can take your choice of John Moran or Luka Doncic. But in the nightcap, I do like Nikola Jokic because you got Phoenix traveling to Denver. Um, the 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 Suns are going to give. Uh, yeah, they're gonna give <laughs> they're gonna give the Nuggets all they can handle, and the only way the Nuggets are gonna win is because Nikola Jokic is the MVP of the league yet again. Even though he may not win the award, he's still playing the best out of all the top players. Jokic could get a triple double himself and put up thirty points the same way I talked about with Luca. Like, so to me, Luka, Ja, and Jokic are my three favorite plays. We don't have to play any of the Suns because the Suns are going to spread out their scoring. And 
with the Denver players, could you play Jamal Murray or like Michael Porter Jr. or maybe an Aaron Gordon? Yeah, but their price tags aren't great, so you can just play stars and scrubs between uh, Jokic, uh, Doncic, or Morant and just fill in all the cheap pieces on um, Golden State and, and the Grizzlies and call it a day. You don't need the other pieces in this game. You just need Jokic. Uh, like I, I, I think it's that simple. Like, could Aiton get there? Yeah, but Jokic is far and away a more secure lock. So to me, regardless of who wins this game, um, as long as it stays close, Jokic is gonna crush. So I, I don't, I don't have a particular lean. I think it's a, it's a coin flip game. I don't think it's necessarily a four point uh, game for uh, Utah, but like they got to give a line. But it's like. You know, from a total standpoint, it's right there with uh, with uh, the uh, Warriors Grizzlies games at two twenty nine. Um, the the total is, you know, to me, it's like it's a better game uh, than the Celtics uh, uh, Celtics uh, Bucks game, and Jokic is a far safer play than Tatum or Giannis. So you know, that's all I got, folks. You know, that's my thoughts on the NBA slate. I, I think. Between Jan, uh, between Jokic, Luka Doncic, and John Morant, those are your cornerstone pieces. And then you can use the cheap pieces for the Grizzlies and um, uh, Warriors on the bench, those bench players. And, yeah, if you want to play, mix in some James Harden 2 in some lineups and mix and match, by all means, they're like they're that, that's all fair game. So that's all I got, folks. Uh, Merry Christmas. Enjoy uh, all the games today. We, I wish the NFL games might be better, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It's like you, you got something to watch, so take care. Be well with your family and everything else, uh, and uh, and enjoy enjoy some uh, family time as well, so uh, in addition to sports. So that's all for me. Have a good one, folks. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.